Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. The Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline bring in Jeff Lloyd of the Locked on Browns podcast. Jeff, how you doing this Saturday e- or morning, right? Saturday morning, right? Yeah, it's Saturday morning. Uh, you know, let's get through the uh, rough part of the day before we get to the good part of the Saturday. You know what I'm saying, guys? Yeah, get that out the way. Let's knock that out, and we can get to uh, the festivities uh, after hours, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jeff, you know, I, today is the fourth day of camp. Um, from all intents and purposes, just had Mary Kay Cabot on Cleveland.com Beat Reporter. She talked about, uh, just the the footwork, uh, the way that Deshaun Watson is is to the side working, the way he's going, just going over his play fakes and just doing so many so many different things to get ready and prepare. Um, and I, I kind of thought about this a little bit earlier, and I'll ask you this: um, skill set wise, Deshaun Watson might be the most talented quarterback that the Browns have ever had. Uh, has that dawned on you, or wh- wh- where would you put Deshaun Watson already before he's taking a snap as the, as in the pantheon of Browns quarterbacks? Well, first things first, you know, I'd rather be the opening act for Mary Kay Cabot than maybe the person after Mary Kay. Um, <laughs> but I think this is, and this is what's, you know, kind of been difficult here with the Browns uh, making the move to bring in Deshaun Watson with everything that surrounds him off the field. There's not really been enough talk about Deshaun Watson, the player himself that the Browns acquired. Um, you know, is he probably the most gifted, most naturally talented you know, quarterback the Browns have ever had? I mean, you go back to you know, Bernie, obviously the most successful quarterback, most likely the Browns have ever had. It was a different era then. Athletes were just different. Nobody was nearly as athletic and overly gifted um, the way players are today, you know, Bernie Kosar didn't have a QB guru when he was 12 years old, like a lot of these kids in the league now do. Um, you go back to Deshaun's 2020 season and you look at what he did. Obviously, Browns fans were really caught up in the Browns and their success in 2020. But the Houston Texans were a very poor football team in 2020. The only thing that looked good in 2020 for, for the Texans was Deshaun Watson. Now, you talk about him trying to put in the extra work and maybe even taking reps that he's not necessarily on the field for. This is another thing people aren't talking about. You know, he did not play football in 2021. So here he is trying to shake off the rust, getting back into the game, all while learning a new city, a new team, a new offense, new teammates, new skill players, new coaches. This is a lot for any player um, to go through as far as, you know, just taking, you know, into a new position, you know, all of that, you know, we've also talked about this, Garrett, you and I, we've talked about this is, 
you know, where is, you know, Deshaun's mental state at? When he gets onto that field, is he able to block out all of this stuff that he's dealing with off the field and just focus on the task at hand at the time? There's a lot there that doesn't really truly get discussed about Deshaun Watson right now due to the off-field. But there's, there's a lot going on with the Browns' new addition at quarterback. And I'm sure him in the back of his mind, you know, I mean, there has to be thoughts of when am I actually going to get to play? When am I actually going to get to play? So there's a lot going on with the Browns' new quarterback other than just the off-field stuff. Uh, he, that's a huge part of it. Uh, is is what's going on off the field, and 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 basically, how do you manage those emotions? How do you manage the reps? How do you go about getting your team prepared and ready, acclimated to uh, getting to the season when you don't know when you guys are gonna play? So that's just one big part of it. Another thing we have not seen, uh, we we're counting on two young receivers. Uh, one David Bell, who we heard a lot about during OTAs. Anthony Schwartz is another guy who. We all know about the level of speed that he has. We talk, We take a look at what he did last year, opening game against Kansas City. Really popped, uh, really gave us a, a, a nice shot in the arm when it comes to athleticism and speed at the receiver position. He has a knee injury. Now, they say both of those guys will be up and ready to go. As a, as a former receiver yourself, uh, how how difficult it is, is it to miss time as a younger receiver uh, and, and – and, not gain that timing and rhythm when you're trying to learn the offense and at the same time trying to get a rapport with the uh, the quarterback? Well, it's certain. I mean, it's paramount. And, you know, we had done a couple of episodes, you know, leading up to training camp and things that were extremely important that we thought, you know, the Browns needed to have happen. One of the biggest keys we both felt was David Bell and Anthony Schwartz needed to hit the ground running. We were hoping rookie David Bell was going to take everything from OTAs that was going to transition into a nice beginning of training camp. Obviously, sitting on the bikes on the side with the other guys, that's certainly not helping. I mean, we talk about mental reps, and it's a nice phrase. Um, it really is. But uh, until you're out there and you're physically doing it, it's certainly difficult. Um, you know, for Anthony Schwartz, um, this was going to be different here. Year two, he was a little more confident in the playbook, understanding what was expected of him. But meanwhile, learning all new quarterbacks. And, you know, what are you, a practice and a half in? goes down. Luckily for Anthony, it's not going to be a very serious thing, but it could be a little bit longer for a guy like Anthony where speed is such a huge asset of what he is able to do as a talent, as a skill set. So this is not the ideal beginning that the Browns were hoping for for either one of these guys. You know, For David Bell, you hope maybe that when it's time and he can get back on the field, he's going to pick right up where he left off. Uh, Anthony, you hope he can get back here quicker because this is one of the things that held Anthony back last summer was a lack of participation. He was not involved a lot. Then all of a sudden, you know, played, started the final preseason game, got a ball from Baker, things look good. And then all of a sudden, here he was week one. And the Browns had a, you know, a lot of things that he tried to use him for, gave you almost 100 total yards. Then we didn't really see any good from Anthony Schwartz again until Christmas Day in Green Bay, scored his first touchdown had a couple of jet sweeps. Um, so it's paramount that these guys can get back to the field as soon as possible. But it's also paramount that when they do get back to the field, they remain on the field. And I do love the way the Browns handle this because the Browns, it, it, they, are, do, they do this with a cautious approach. And they want to make sure, and even if a player, oh, no, I'm good to go today. You know what? Then let's just go one more day. Because they want to make sure when you are back, you truly are going to be back for the long term. 
Uh, yeah, I, I think both of those guys, uh, I think both of the guys um, really need to, you know, hit the ground running. And, and I think uh, I'm glad the injuries are not um, too serious or too, too um, you know, serious where you, you have to take some ex- – uh, just just an expansive amount of time to get back onto the football field uh, and get back there, out there with the action. Um, we talked about, um, you know, the running back room, and Mary Kay talked about um, that she feels that we should a, a, a basically re-examine the way we look at Kevin Stefanski and the way he's going to kind of call plays because she said, you know, out there, you know, the, play, the entire playbook is now open for Kevin Stefanski, which denotes that – that it wasn't the case last year, right? Um, we all knew Baker Mayfield played better under certain um, circumstances, played better in certain environments, or what types of plays and different things that he would he is more comfortable with running. And most of those were boots, your play actions, the one or two reads, get the ball out quick, and continue uh, to to be in rhythm when you're throwing the football. Now, you have a guy, Deshaun Watson, who is adept at taking shotgun um, passes. He's adept that he can actually do RPO stuff. He's really great in carrying out his fakes. He can extend plays. So now you have so much other things that you can do on offense. Uh, what do you think will be the main changes Kevin Stefanski employs when it comes to what his, his offense will look like in 2022? I think a big part of it is, is, you know, we all know how much he loved his 13 personnel. And, you know, they were in a situation where they had three good tight ends. Um, you know, Austin Hooper maybe underachieved, but still was a quality tight end that people had to you know, recognize when he was on the field. But I think now when you look, you know, at the running back room, you, you look at Nick Chubb, you look at Kareem Thompson, all these proven commodities in the NFL of what they can do with the ball in their hands. Um, the wide receiver room, you know, Donovan Peoples-Jones putting together another strong camp to pair with Amari Cooper. You think that, you know, Anthony Schwartz, David Bell, when they are able to go, they are able to contribute. I think you're going to see Coach Stefanski running away from the fullback a little bit here. And this is another thing we have touched upon is, you know, playing the fullback was great, but it wasn't really something that he was a to get the ball. And even if he did, the defense viewed it as a win if you threw the ball to the fullback or you ran a fullback dive because there were so many other players on the field with so much better talent as far as making plays, run after the catch, breaking tackles, those type of things. So now you are trying to play your best five skill position players in certain groups that you can. Moving away from the fullback is going to allow you to do that. You just have so much more talent on the field. Um, I know Jake Burns, Jake Burns talks a lot about this with Coach Stefanski's offense, the things he likes to do. There's a lot of times where the backside is open and has been open, and these were throws that Baker Mayfield missed. But with Deshaun Watson and coming in here, and they're saying right off the bat, look, this is stuff that got missed the last two years. It's already being ingrained to this year's quarterbacks. Hey, don't be afraid to look backside, because a lot of times it's been open, even though it may be your third read, even though it may be your fourth read. There have been a lot of open plays there that we didn't get to in the last two seasons. So these guys are being coached into this with the thought process of looking for this. And it's just about getting your best athletes on the field, your best playmakers on the field. And I told you, look, you need a fullback on the field. It's third and one, fourth and goal. Take Sione Taki Taki and just say run up the center's butt. You see anybody in the other color, light him the heck up. (laughs) I mean, you don't truly need the fullback now that you've made this addition of Deshaun Watson. You want to play a Coach Stefanski offense, 
but you want to play it more athletically, faster, bigger plays, chunk plays. This is what you get when you go out and you get in your eyes is maybe one of the top five, top six, top seven quarterbacks in the NFL as far as overall talent. Talking to Jeff Lloyd on the North Orleans Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline, uh, and he's uh, of the Locked on Browns podcast. And I'll tell you what, man. Uh, I agree. Uh, a lot of people said, hey, if you want a fullback, I know a couple guys. Miles Garrett can run the fullback. Uh, Miles Garrett could probably be extra tight end, too, if you needed him to be. But uh, yep. in, unless you got somebody uh, that is a Moose Johnson or, or, or Tom Rathman, there is no there's no uh, there's no really need to have. A, a high price or, or or a roster spot on a fullback. There's also there's always other guys that you could carry along with you. And now because there's the RPO type stuff and the read option stuff, that actually formulates to take out a, a one or two defenders from your defense if you, you're trying to stop the run under pass because you have to acknowledge that the quarterback could run the ball, keeping and score as well. So those are all things you can do to kind of manipulate. Uh, the defense, even if you uh, you know don't have a fullback, traditional fullback in, on your roster. Let's move aside to the defensive uh, end uh, uh, of this team. Uh, one of the areas that we we always consistently kind of talk about a little bit is the defensive tackles. When you're looking at the defensive tackles, you know there's no real name, big time name brand in there. However, they have uh, invested some some draft capital in a lot of guys. Jordan Elliott's one of them. Um, Perry on Winfrey's one of them. Tommy Toya is another guy. Um, so they've actually in the last couple of years really devoted some other draft capital uh, to acquiring those names. Your thought process of who you think might come out as one of the uh, starting defensive ends uh, that, that the Browns have ever released, you know, put their eye and groomed. Well, you hear them talk very well about Jordan Elliott, who now has himself up to 320 pounds. We've all been talking about this big plugging defensive tackle. Well, at 320 pounds, I think they think Jordan Elliott is maybe now carrying the mass where maybe he can produce a little bit in that way. Tommy Togiai drafted out of Ohio State. Many felt he needed one more year in Columbus. Hey, look, kids make decisions. Um, you you got to live with it. But the Browns were able to get a player in the fifth round who they probably felt and understood maybe was a year away. But then that's where it's on you as a team, as an organization, as a coaching staff to say, hey, we got to find out what this kid, where everybody said he needed to stay one more year in college, okay, so what do we got to do to make up for that last year in college that he missed? What can we do in practices? You know, what do we have to have this kid work on? What is the film we need him to watch so he understands you know, what he didn't get from the experience he missed by not staying that final year? Perry on Winfrey. The key to the game is simple. It's penetration. Um, you saw that down in Mobile. You saw it uh, you know, at the senior bowl practices. Whether it was run, whether it was pass, Perrion Winfrey was really, really quick off the ball. And sometimes penetration, you might not make a play, but you were leading to somebody else making a play. So the key here for the Browns, and I do think this is one of the reasons that they didn't go so big into – you know, the offseason free agency looking to find this veteran defensive tackle is because, you know, in their heart of hearts, it's like, look, I drafted one three years in a row. Granted, I didn't draft one in the first round. I didn't draft one in the second round. But I got players who were highly thought of. Jordan Elliott, a top 100 player. Perrion Winfrey, right around pick 100. Tommy Togiai, like we said, everybody thought he was a good player coming out of Ohio State. 
just needed more time, more reps. All these guys had pretty good pedigrees coming to the NFL with the thought process in the right situation, with the right coaching. These guys were going to improve as players. So guess what? Boys, kids, the time is now. You know, you need – we are asking you. You need to step up because here's the thing. This is a defense that has great defensive ends. This is a defense that has great versatile hybrid defenders in Grant Delpit, in Jeremiah Wilson-Koromoa. This team has solid, deep at the cornerback position, a safety like John Johnson III, who's the brains to make it all work together. They're, they're the group here that needs to step up. There's no way around it. And, you know, some of these guys, and look, you know, we can't use age anymore as an excuse for Jordan Elliott. Tommy Togiai, it's year two. Perrion Winfrey, he's put more pressure on himself by the way he speaks and talks with the media and just has fun with it. But he certainly put himself on the spot here. Let's make sure that they see now if these guys can produce. Might want to turn to Michael. And talking to Jeff Lloyd on the North Austin Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline, one last question. We see uh, USA Today uh, article that had the, the Browns amongst uh, general managers, amongst coaches, amongst executives and scouts, had the Browns going 6-10 this year. I'm thinking they, are, they did factor in an eight-game decision for Deshaun Watson. Is that too high, too low, or just about right? Well, I mean, you look at the schedule, first things first, you look at the schedule, and I think regardless, if you could even get the play of injured Baker Mayfield last year, this team could conceivably 4-0 and to start the season, even if that is Jacoby Brissett. So you're telling me over the next 13 games there's only two wins there that you would get, you know, between Deshaun Watson, between Jacoby Brissett, and this is the one, and Gary, you know it, um, look, for me to continue to want to stand here and talk defense tells you it's something that can be, cannot be ignored. The potential for this Browns defense is off the charts. You've got Clowney and Garrett now in year two. You're looking at JOK taking this next step. You know, maybe he didn't know everything he was doing last year, but he was running around the field, field 100 million miles an hour. Now he's kind of getting the more knowledge to it. And he's got a guy like Anthony Walker to work with, who is certainly great in the film room and making that translate into practice, making that translate into production in games. And, you know, Grant Delpit and all these other types of things. This defense is going to be really, really good. The thing where it's going to be different from last year is it took some time to gel. And John Johnson III talked about this. It was great that you had a bunch of great names on paper as defensive players. But it doesn't matter. It's not like Madden. It's not plug and play. Players have to learn how to understand each other, understand each other's tendencies in certain situations. That's going to be different this year for the Browns. That's out the window. These guys know each other now. They know each other well. This is a defense that should hit the ground running week one in Carolina. Jeff, we will talk to you again soon. Thank you so much for coming on with a Saturday. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon. All the best, Garrett. Thanks for having me. And everybody, have yourselves a great weekend. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.